0: Bring up to speed. We've come to this planet looking for intelligent life. Oops, we made a mistake. What we've got here is failure to communicate.
1: I ate green berets for breakfast. And right now I'm very hungry.
2: Emma! Hey, the meatloaf! We want it now!
3: The meatloaf!
0: This is Sparta!
3: We're not worthy! <laughs> Worthy. You're worthy, you're worthy, get up.
4: You want answers.
3: I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. You I feel
1: the need, the need for speed.
2: All righty then. It's a little bit of...
4: It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive.
2: alive.
3: Dear tiny Jesus, your golden fleece diapers with your tiny little fat balled up fist paws. It was a
2: man. He had a beard. Friends, rodents, quadrupeds, lend me your ears oh We're gonna start with some memes and this one's hilarious and so true Quint and I think it's very... I think this is a cause like if I was running for office, right? Seriously, if I was running for office, this would be campaign promise number one if I was the president. Okay? If I was running for the presidency. My first promise would be to get rid of telemarketers. Oh. Because I feel like it's a cause everybody can stand behind, right? Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes I like telemarketers. Why, because you mess with them? I'm just bored, and they're fine. That's right. Okay, so the first one says this. Forget about storming Area 51. I don't know if y'all have heard that story, but it almost became a reality. It was awesome. And a lot of people almost died through that. (laughs) Probably would have. Okay, (laughs) forget about storming area 51 let's find out where the extended car warranty car call center is and let's storm that place <laughs> amen my uh, biggest amen ever
1: apparently uh, according to yesterday it's some cell phone from Gunnersville where it? it's at yeah some random cell phone at Gunnersville called me and I wanted an extended car warranty yeah but they would not give me one on my 2000 Toyota Avalon with 407 thousand miles
3: oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow I actually used my information it's it's an actual 2000 Honda Odyssey and yeah they they kind of they just hung up on me yeah, just at you right yeah 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 oh yeah <laughs> bad. Uh, bad Brit
2: Brent burns says I heard it's in scant City yeah very well disguised uh, I agree Brent I don't know where it is but let's find it and storm it Oh, scant let's City
1: it's it. the major wine industry in scant City is extended car warranty call center <laughs>
2: where everybody's job is. Uh, That's right. Hey, you want to go
1: number two? (laughs) Number two says, life would be a million times better if there were pinatas strategically placed throughout the day. You know that's true. Why don't you do that? I know. Why have I
2: never came here? Why have we not done that? As I
1: walk in the door, you're like, here you go, Q. And you hand me a a stick. And just go, they're coming.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That would be like the best day ever for you, wouldn't it? Yeah, I don't know why you haven't done that. (laughs)
1: Feel like you're not my friend
2: because you say that it might happen okay it might happen i'm excited and then this is kermit the frog like all by himself he's he's looking so sad fishing by himself looking out the raining window leaning up against something kermit the frog just picture it in your head other bacteria and viruses these days (laughs) all alone I saw one the other day that says, "Can we get sick from anything other than COVID?" <laughs> I had I had somebody the other day that like up, got, Greg? got got strep throat, and I was like, "Oh, I, I didn't know that
1: was a, still a thing." Yeah, no, <laughs> like, that's that still happening. People are still getting strep throat, right? Yeah. It's my daughter a thing. my daughter woke up in the other day with like her eye was kind of red. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh man, I don't know if I should send you to school. I don't know, if your eyes red." And she's like, <laughs> "Dad, I was playing outside yesterday." I was like, "I don't know." we got to be careful. That's so
2: good. That's so good. Number four, and this is hilarious. It's true. Uh, so it's got
1: this uh, ventriloquist in, the, in his his puppet, and they both have masks on. Says so just pointing out the fact that now is the perfect time to become a ventriloquist. Yes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> just cover your mouth up. Nobody see you number, number one new occupation of 2020, yeah. ventriloquism. Yeah. Too bad right? nobody can come out and watch a show. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know. <laughs> just be doing it for yourself. That's true. Or on Facebook Live. You
2: could do it on live. You could. You know. I, I want to point out that that one had a mullet. Mm-hmm. That puppet. Yeah. He has a mullet. Look at that mullet. <laughs> That's I crazy. think.
1: I think what? I think if we maybe should that should be like a sign. If you get COVID, if you're COVID positive, you should have to grow out a mullet.
2: Yeah. To that be to be, the be allowed back into society. Unclean, yeah. unclean.
1: <laughs> wow.
2: Be like, hey, like
1: hey! Did that person have COVID? And be like, no, he just works
2: at the call center in Scant City. Whoa! <laughs> wow! Oh my goodness! Wow! <laughs> Jonathan Fontaine, the running back linebacker from the Douglas Eagles, who are, as a football coach, you know how big of a deal this is. Two and oh for the first time in Douglas history. Cannot wait to talk to this guy. He'll be on at three o'clock, and we're gonna go to some music, and we'll be right back with Fellowship of Christian Athletes
0: it's time
2: for the fca moment of the week well and uh if you were not on our facebook live you uh just <laughs> missed out on one of the greatest facts in the history of history that house cats kill millions of things did you know that candy no 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 N- no <laughs> Don't, don't you feel wiser that you came in on that comment? I am so
0: glad y'all shared
2: that little. <laughs> Q wants to weaponize cats. How do you feel about? God, I'm allergic to cats. Yeah, yeah. Well, you yeah. already first successful story.
1: You know, cats don't attack you because they look at you and go, "Well, you're bigger than me." But if you were smaller than them, they would attack you, no matter what.
0: Once upon a time, I, one of my sons, I have four boys, and so one of my sons, he had a cat, his name was Meow, because the youngest one couldn't say meow like when you call on a kitty, so called it Meow, and it's from such. Anyway, we had a swimming pool, and my son was going to pick up the cat, throw the cat in the middle of the pool. Well, you know, cats don't swim, they don't like water, and that cat hit that. The, of the pool, and he went from the middle of the pool on the water I swear it was like Jesus. he just got up and walked across he didn't walk across
1: water. He pounced out of the water. He went from
0: the middle of the pool to the curb and we didn't see him for like
1: three days. That's awesome. So, wow. Cats are man, they're they're man, they're powerful, I'm telling you. Do it's things something. like that. It's it's amazing.
2: I don't know about your cat, but mine used to kill like mice and bring us like the heart and leave it at our oh, stairs yeah. like It's look bragging. At, look what I did. They're bragging. Look at me. It's like you better keep feeding me. <laughs> If I was was bigger than you, I'd take (laughs) you. (laughs) Hey, Candy, tell us what's going on in Fellowship of Christian Athletes, since that had nothing to do with it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, yesterday we had our Northeast Alabama FCA Golf Classic at the Ledges, and that went really well. It was um, cool to see. People were watching radar for us all day as far as the storms that were pouncing around, and. Standing up on the golf course, you could actually see the storms all around and the lightning strike, and the sun was shining exactly where we were. And it was just like, God let that happen for us yesterday. He allowed it. And so we were so thankful to get it in. But as soon as we were getting ready for all the things to come in, the bomb fell out. So mm. we're done. We're good. But it was good. But we did have that yesterday. Um, the exciting news going on right now is our message on the mound that is going to be taking place at Toyota. Toyota Field, Trash Pandas, um, September the 20th, gates open at 4.30. You can get your tickets and um, get all the information about the event on our website at NorthAlabamaFCA.org. There is a link. Um, One cool thing about this event, admission is free. You have to reserve your ticket online, which the link is on our website. Again, NorthAlabamaFCA.org. Just register. It is one person per ticket. So, if you have a family of five and you want all five to come then unfortunately you need to fill it out five times but that way that will ensure everybody a seats and um so yeah we're excited about that and we also have starting next tuesday our minister appreciation lunch um so we are sending out we have sent out all the invitations to it we will have madison east which is um the majority of huntsville city school system here in town With an exception of a few that like buck corn and they're divided. Just the way the territories split up. But we have our, what we call Mals Minister Appreciation Lunch is starting next week. And then the very next day, we have our principal appreciation lunch, which we call PALS, that will begin. So, um, FCA trying to come up with creative ways to, um, get the community involved and active and we're still able to be able to minister to them and pour into our community and try to share a glimpse of hope and and light and for it has been kind of dark here lately
1: yeah wow hey candy i have a question on that uh the mound thing. can you bring that back up sure mm-hmm. um the message on the mound it said keynote speaker
2: they've announced it oh they have yeah yeah, who'd, Go you ahead. Say, who'd you say it was? The largest man I've ever met in my life.
0: And our sweet, dear friend loves him dearly, um, Devin Wyman. He is a retired NFL um, football player. He comes and does and speaks at a lot of our camps throughout the summer. And unfortunately, because the camps were canceled, um, he didn't get to come, but he is still wanting to pour in and invest in These kids in our community that have attended our camp, they all know and love Devin. That's awesome. They are super excited to hear that he's coming back. Sweet. Yes, we are. uh, Yeah, he is probably one of the largest men that I have ever met.
2: He is the largest man I have ever met personally in my life. He's bigger than me. He's bigger.
0: Yes. Yes. He has taken like actual frying pans, like. Bring him one and give it to him, and the way he can twist it and manfangle is just it really crazy.
1: Candy, do you think I could beat him in an arm wrestling match? No.
0: I, no. I asked Candy. I didn't ask you, <laughs> Seth. I agree with his laughter. <laughs> <laughs>
2: no,
1: <laughs> no one should ever agree with laughter. He is laughter.
2: six eight, four hundred pounds. This guy—he seems like. Let me tell you
0: what—he is the it, biggest it, teddy bear. He just. So, sweet. He has, a, he has a heart for God, a compassion for God, a compassion to share with the young kids in the community and is a great example. That's awesome. great Definitely a great mentor. So, we're excited to have him back and being able to join us. And he will also, he will be in town for a few days. And we've been doing popsicle blasts, like going out to different high schools and meeting with the football teams, social distancing mask, of course. But having popsicle blasts and we've had interns, some of our co-op interns who have been um, just going out and sharing the word, whether it be a football team, volleyball team, basketball team, it doesn't matter. We're trying to get on our campuses and and continue to encourage the youth today in this crazy time to pour and invest into them. And he's actually going to be staying for a few days and he's going to be attending those popsicle blasts and sharing and being able to see the kids. On a more one on one kind of basis in
2: small group settings. All right, Candy. Very cool. You know how this segment goes. Oh, Lord. <laughs> so, <laughs> here, here we go. You've been getting to answer a lot of these lately. So, my good friend. I it was me. Q, I could ask questions. Yeah, Q, you're asking good. the questions. Uh,
1: these are these are just your opinion. There's no right or wrong answer here. For yeah, me. Go ahead. Right. Go ahead. Okay. All right, Candy. So, what is the best color in the scratch and sniff set? To smell. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say new car. New car? Okay. Okay. New
0: car. Yeah. All right.
1: Yeah. yeah. Question two What is the best condiment for your hamburger? Vegetable, you know, can be a, a sauce, whatever?
0: Ketchup.
1: Of <sighs> oh, you just went like old school, just like plain ketchup.
0: You know what? Hans has this new stuff. i have to share you, you may or may not know about it. But they have like, um, Mayo mayo, catch or something like that where they are now combining, like, um, mustard and mayonnaise and ketchup. Yes. Glory
2: to
1: God. You know what? That's just a sign of our laziness as a culture. (laughs) (laughs) Years from now, I'd be like, back when I was a young boy, I had to put my ketchup and my mayonnaise on separate.
0: I yeah. put them on in one bottle. That's
2: right.
1: It wasn't one my condiment. My parents,
0: growing up, my parents, they used to do pot roast and stuff in the crock pot and add all the veggies and stuff in it, but she would take the meat out and like, separate it, and we would always mix, mix up mustard and ketchup. Mm-hmm. And that was like our sauce that we used on the meat. It nice. Was, so we did that back in the day, too.
1: Last question. When you need to cry, what song should you be listening to? <laughs>
2: Go ahead. I want to hear this.
0: <laughs> you know, I hmm, that's a tough one, guys. Uh, when I'm when I'm sad and when I'm upset, I try to turn on something that's more uplifting, right? And get me out of that mindset. So I don't think I would put on something sappy just to make the matters worse. I'm like, Mm-mm. So you just put on is- like
1: electronic music and just like go crazy dancing.
0: You know what? Now I have to say, probably right now, y'all are gonna laugh. But talking about old school, show my age here, I would
1: have to say my Beach Boy album. Oh, that's a great! Come you know, on, hey, I can cry to Beach Boys. I'm gonna do it tonight. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> you're gonna cry to Beach Boys tonight. I'm gonna cry all to right. Beach Boys. I'm gonna take all my emotional get struggles around, from last Get around, and put get in around, I get
2: around. That's so great. Thank you, Candy. We think you were so fantastic. And uh, because of that, we hope you're not sad. But if you are, here you go. No, God is good. So, well,
0: you know, it's, I feel like the inner driver bunny sometimes. You keep the licking and you keep
2: on ticking, because so God is good. And he's got you. That's good. It's good. Thank you for calling, Miss Candy. We love you. We love FCA. Have a fantastic week. Thanks. Y'all see We'll talk
0: to y'all next week. Bye. Bye.
2: It's the Varsity Athlete Interview.
1: All right, welcome back to the Varsity Radio Show. We have on the phone with us Jonathan Fontaine from the Douglas Eagles. Hey, Jonathan, how are you doing?
4: Doing good. How are
1: y'all? We are so good. So glad to have you on with us. Um, you guys are two and zero. Big deal. When's the last time you guys were two and zero at Douglas?
4: Um, from what coaches said, I'm pretty sure it was 23 years ago.
1: Twenty-three years. Wow. Yes. Sir. When's the last time y'all were three and
4: That's what I wanted to know. I really do not know for sure.
1: You feel like that's going to happen this weekend?
4: We we'll have the best opportunity at it right now.
1: Oh, I'm pretty excited.
2: I like that. I like that voice right there.
3: Yeah,
1: I yeah. like that. So I, you 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 may mention. So you 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 guys got a new head coach? Tell everybody who you got. Who's your new head coach? Uh, Coach Flowers at Coach Lyles. And you said you were really buying into some of the stuff he's saying. What's Coach Lyles been telling you guys that you've been buying into?
4: Well, a bunch of people before we played our first game of the year against Weaver, they was talking about how we was such a young team, we didn't have a bunch of size that they didn't believe we was gonna be able to compete, but we worked ourselves off in the summer since Coach Lives got here in July and we really didn't stop going forward from there and after the first play or first offensive drive against Weaver, we took and we made an error. They ended up scoring off of it because law told us to he say, "Hey, keep your heads up." He said that's only one play. He got in the huddle. The next drive, we drove down the field, scored, and after that, we haven't checked up.
2: That's wow. awesome. What was the score of that game? Final score, Jonathan? Uh, Forty-eight to eighteen. Wow! Whoa! Somebody hit the gas Man. on them, didn't they? Yes, sir. Did you score? Uh, Not that game, I didn't.
1: You scored, you scored the last game?
2: Yes, sir. Awesome. Very cool. Wow. Well, Jonathan, what is it about this coach in this year that you're excited about?
4: The simple fact, I mean, he understands that we're young and that we're going to make errors. But when we make those errors, he doesn't just ride or tail to where we automatically want to give up on ourselves. He tells us, he said, hey, that's one play. Or you know, however many plays you messed up, he says, bounce back from this next drive and go punch, go hit him in the mouth, and that's what we've really been doing. Anytime we make an error in the game,
2: man.
1: So, is you what grade are you in, Jonathan? I'm a I'm a sophomore. Okay, so you're when You say it's a young team. Do um, you, you have guys have more sophomores and juniors, or explain that to us a little bit? What you're what you're working with there.
4: Most of our starters are sophomores and freshmen. We have, on the team, we have two seniors total. We have, I think, six or eight juniors. And about out of the six to eight juniors, I think only three of them start.
1: That's, cr- that's a crazy young team. I don't know if you understand that, Seth. That's a super young team.
2: So the majority of them are sophomores or juniors?
1: Sophomores and freshmen. Yes. man. Eight upperclassmen's all they have, can you imagine juniors how and good, seniors.
2: Can you imagine how good they're going to be in two years?
1: I guess, and you have a you're having a lot of buy in from the younger folks in at your school, then to play. I mean, that's that's really good. If you're already doing this now, then the future could be uh, incredible for you guys. Yes, sir.
2: Wow. So I, I like what you're saying about your coach and everything else. What is your honest? I think I asked your coach this. What is your reasonable expectation for this season like? What? Is your ulta? We know everybody wants to go to state, but what what is what would you be happy with uh, at the end of the year? You're looking back and you said, you know, that was a good year. I feel good about that. I think
4: one of the biggest accomplishments this year would be, even though we're a really young team, we have the opportunity of a lifetime to compete, and something that I think would make us all happy on the team and make us all feel like we did something really good is if we could get claim that fourth spot in our region that way we can make the playoffs. Just making the playoffs would be a huge uh it'd be a huge thing for the whole school and for the football team mainly. Wow. I like it,
1: John. Has that happened recently? Has that been a while for you guys? No, sir, so the last time
4: they went to the playoffs I honestly do not I think it was ninety one or ninety it, it was when Coach Law was in school.
1: Okay. You guys wow. do have a real opportunity. I mean already being two and zero. I mean that's, that's there's I mean that's an incredible way to start. Uh you're playing Sardis. Um it sounds like I hear people talking you guys got a, a shot at winning that one. So, I mean, man, this could be uh this could be one of those years people talk about in Douglas. Yes
2: sir. One the same time in the same schedule right there. If you could win any game on that schedule aside from the two you've already won. Like and it would be like a benchmark game for y'all, just a big huge significant win for you in the program, what would that game be?
4: Stardust or Boaz. Wow.
1: Man, if y'all beat Boaz, it's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, Douglas and Boaz, that's been a big rivalry forever. I mean, it's that's, right down the highway.
2: It's phenomenal. <sighs> wow. All right, let me
1: ask you something, Jonathan. So, I know you, you play football. Do you play any other, any other sports? I play baseball. Okay. So... How have things been a little different since, you know, we've dealt with COVID-19 and you guys and practice and how, how has that changed anything for you guys?
4: Other than when we're working out, having to, you know, maintain social distancing and all, and on the sidelines having to touch distance. Other than that, not much has really changed because on the football field, that feels like the only place right now you can really be normal.
1: Yeah, is everybody, everybody staying healthy on your team? Everything good? Yes, sir. That's good. What, so... You play baseball, what position you play in baseball?
4: Uh second base and third base.
1: Awesome.
2: He also he also shows dogs.
1: What's that mean? I don't know what that means. I
2: don't know. Tell us about that. About what? You show dogs. Showing dogs. Oh. It's uh we
4: my aunt and uncle they've raised them for thirty plus years. That's what they've always done. And we recently got into it I think four years ago. And it's just real fun because all the other dogs you can see, all the other people you can meet, we just start going to the shows. It's real fun and real interesting.
1: So you talking about like that thing that happens like that I watch on Thanksgiving where you run out there with a the dog and you put it in front of judges and they make lines of them and stuff. That's what you do? Uh,
4: no, sir. It's AKC shows. It's Bulldogs, Frenchies, and uh, Pocket Bullies. Okay. You walk them, yeah, you walk them around the ring, you stack them, and then the best dog wins.
2: Nice. Jonathan, what is the what is your favorite thing about? Well, you have two positions: running back, linebacker. Which one do you enjoy more, and why?
4: I really enjoy both of them, but if I had to pick just one to play, it would be running back.
1: Do you get? Nice. I mean, do you play both ways most games?
4: Yeah, I start both ways.
1: That's what I'm talking about. Sophomore, go come on, go get it. Go come, get it. On.
2: come on, come
1: <laughs> on, man athlete. I, I never started both ways at that at that young age. Well, you you were offensive line, though, weren't you? Yeah, but still, I just feel like we're talking to a rock star right now.
2: Yeah, because <laughs> we
1: are. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Jonathan, what about, like, if you're not playing sports, what is something you like to do, you know, like a hobby that you – I mean, I know you do – like, just to just to relax, what's, like, downtime for you?
4: Going to the gym and working out.
1: I hear you. Is that how you get, get uh, some aggression out? Yes, sir. What's your favorite lift? Working out legs. Oh, mm. okay.
2: Yeah, by the way, he uh, can deadlift 405 pounds, which is pretty great because he's 5'7", 165. Yeah, I don't think
1: I have the right picture of a guy who can deadlift 405 <laughs> pounds. This this guy doesn't look like he can deadlift 405. You can deadlift 405 pounds? I
2: think that's pretty awesome. That's incredible. I, uh...
1: I don't like leg day anymore. Because <laughs> no. I'm old. And, and you broke your ankle. Well, I didn't break it. I dislocated it. Okay. But leg days hurt really bad. Yeah. Yeah. I like to go in and do like some uh, back and by. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just a little bicep work. A little bicep. Yeah. Yeah. Woo!
0: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh,
2: I like
1: it. I can't do those squats and deadlifts anymore. You know.
2: I don't know if they do this to y'all, but every time we did squat day, we had to run afterwards. Like, that was the day Uh, that they're going to make us run. I'm like, but my legs feel like jello. This ain't right. You know what machine I like? What is that? That one where you sit down on and ride the bike?
1: Like, like you sit in an actual chair and you do the pedals?
2: Yes. That's great. I do, too. I like that one. (laughs) So, hey, Jonathan, who would you say is your greatest inspiration right now?
4: Right now, my greatest inspiration... Honestly, like, athlete-wise. Anyway. Greatest inspiration is either my personal trainer or Christian McCaffrey.
2: Wow. Who's
1: training you?
4: Uh, Javin Hill at New You Fitness.
1: Nice. Very cool. That's awesome, man. That's good to hear. It's cool when you have a relationship with a trainer like that that really pushes you that you can be inspired by. That's really cool.
2: Yes,
1: Shout out to Javon Hill for doing a great
2: job, Javon. man. Good job. That's awesome. Tell me about Archie Griffin. Why is he so important to you?
4: Well, Archie Griffin, he's an inspiration because all the way through college and high school and stuff like that, people always told him he was too small and that he wasn't big enough, couldn't succeed. But he took, and he came up with a quote, it's not about the size of the dog in a fight, it's about the size of the, fight the dog. And in his college, his whole college career, he ended up winning two back-to-back houses. He was the first ever to ever do that.
1: Wow. wow. I didn't know that it was his quote.
2: I didn't either. Learned I knew something. he was a big deal, though. Yeah. I knew that Learned something new every day. Yeah, run And you like you like uh, Blake Sims' footwork, former Bama quarterback. Yes, sir. He was pretty great. Yep.
1: So, Jonathan, what is your uh, what's your at running back? How many yards are you looking to try to get this season?
4: I've not really sat down and really made a goal yet, but my goal per game, I try to shoot for 100 yards a game.
1: Mm, that's strong. 100 <laughs> it's yards a game. lot.
2: Yeah. It's a lot. Man, I, I kind of want
1: to – tell you what I want to say. I kind of want to go watch a Douglas Eagles game.
2: Yeah. I'm I don't kinda... doubt it. You know, when I met their coach, he's a pretty great guy. I know you're, like, personal friends with him. But when I interviewed him, just and, – and, and let me ask you this, Jonathan. How is it – how much does it mean to you that your coach actually played at your school?
4: I like it a lot because it gives us the hope and the thought that he's actually going to be here for more than just one year or half a year. Like most coaches we've had in the past, they've not made it past two years. Coach Jennings is the one that's here the longest. And then he had he resigned. I mean, Coach Lyle's going to school here and then having kids
2: coming up for the program, that's a real good thought to have in our head.
1: Yeah. I'm kind of buying into the hype right now. Well,
2: and let me tell you something he said. He said to me during an interview, and I heard him say, I'm gonna. I'm not leaving here unless y'all fire me, basically. Wow. Like, I'm committed to Douglas in this school. What a coach. <sighs> <sighs> I'm going to go watch a game.
1: I want a Douglas Eagles hat. <laughs> I think I'm going to text Lyle as my leave here and ask him for a Douglas Eagles hat.
2: Yeah. You know, if we got one. Yeah. I'd wear it. Aberville doesn't play Douglas, so I'm good. Yeah? I can wear wear that. That's right. It's fine. Go Eagles. Yeah. Hey, so here's what we're going to do, Jonathan. We're going to take a quick break, and we will be back. Thank you so much for being on here with us. We're going to take you over to Facebook Live. Hey, we're back here with Jonathan Fontaine of the Douglas Eagles. He's a linebacker, running back. In a sophomore, but he's but you sound like you're doing some big things, man. You there, Jonathan? Yes, sir. So here's my question to you. I was talking to you on the break. What have y'all done? Uh, what have you done throughout the summer to keep yourselves ready for the football game during the season?
4: Well, we mainly took and we was focusing on week one. If before we or week zero before we knew it was going to happen yeah focusing on pushing ourselves to the limit to where we knew we could succeed in week zero and that was our motivation throughout the summer and then since we got to play it we've just we've not checked up
2: yeah which which brings me to my next question knowing that you very likely wouldn't have a season this year how has that changed your motivation as a football team to do even better this year.
4: We just play every game like it's our last because it very well could be.
2: Yeah. Does that does that concern you at all or do you just not even keep it in your mind?
4: I try to let it go out of my mind because the thought of it it just it's not a good thought because you know, you never like you never like the season season to be over.
2: No. No. And I, uh anyway, so I, I know like the things you watch, the stuff like that may help mold you and stuff. And I noticed that you've watched Sports Center instead of cartoons on Saturday. How long ago did you do that? Like in your life? You used to watch Sports Center instead of cartoons?
4: Since fourth grade.
2: Since fourth grade? And who inspired that in you, would you say?
4: I just fell in love with the sport of football and I thought watching that I could learn things and learn how to get better
2: so when you were that young who was your team uh steel douglas Steel douglas yes sir all right well uh and, and i also see this go diving in your uh childhood what was your favorite movie and how has it impacted like the kind of athletes you are because i know there's these athletic movies and they really do like you kind of want to live up to these characters or you kind of want to your life to be like that, what would you say that movie was and why?
4: I really don't know
2: honestly on that one. Okay. Right on on the questionnaire we asked you, you said the blind side, which I love that movie. I love it about Michael Orr. What's special about that movie to you?
4: How he went from nothing to being a superstar
2: on the football team? Yeah. That's awesome. Well, let me ask you this question now we're getting into some stuff so every athlete prepares for a game differently what is your pre-game ritual how do you get rid of like the uh the nerves the butterflies stuff like that how do you get that out it
4: doesn't really leave my body until i
2: step on the field so you it does it does it leave on the first run or the first hit the kickoff the kickoff and then what happens? It becomes pure motivation, or my mind sinks in, and I try to do the
4: best to my ability without making any mistakes.
2: So, before you get on the field, like in the locker room on the day of the game, what song? What songs do you listen to? What things are is in your ear? I mean, what does that pre-game ritual look like for you? I uh,
4: mainly get off my feet.
2: Sit back, relax, and watch huddle. And watch what? I'm sorry, I didn't hear that last one. Watch huddle. Watch huddle. All right. And then my last question to you, I just out of curiosity, everybody has one of these stories. What is the most embarrassing thing that's happened to you on the field, off the field, in the locker room, wherever it's happened? What was the most embarrassing moment in your sports career? <laughs> and how have you kept yourself from doing it again? Last
4: year when we played south side and two minutes into the game, I was 135 pounds and had to go play nose guard. Yeah. I was getting, I got triple teamed and drove back about 40 yards down the field.
2: <laughs> that sounds like the blind side. Yes. That- yeah. That was not fun. Did Was that every time or? It was a couple of times that game. So, I guess uh, you're more experienced this year. So, how are you going to keep that from happening again?
4: Uh, I have to be quicker off the ball.
2: That's good. Well, if you could leave, uh, if you could make a statement to your team, like a motivational statement or a a goal for your team uh, or a mentality that you want them to have for this year, what would that be?
4: Go into every game like it's your last, and no matter what our record is, don't let the moment get too big.
2: That's so good. Well, man, we hope that y'all have a fantastic and incredible season. I love what I'm hearing. I love uh, what your coach seems to be doing, and we hope that you you win against Sardis this week. Yes, sir. Thank you. Good to talk to you, Jonathan. Thanks for calling.
4: Thank y'all for having, this, for having me on here.
2: Talk to you later. And now, today's clutch moment. And today I want to talk to you. The title of what I'm going to say is called Multiply. And uh, I want to start by asking you this, Stephen. What is something about you, uh, I I can tell you one for me, (laughs) that makes you feel inadequate or unqualified sometimes?
3: Hmm. I'm being thrown into a situation where you you barely know what's going on. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, when I first got my start. Well, I, we were just talking about on the Facebook Live a little about how I got my start in media, and for me, lots of times the best way I learn is when you throw me in the middle of something. And so, when you the pressure's on, you definitely feel uh, unqualified and inadequate. <laughs> But yeah, show me the ropes maybe for a day, and then the next day, all of a sudden, I'm thrown onto like a, an audio board, like it's in front of me right now, right. and you got to sink or swim. So yeah, sometimes I can feel inadequate, but it's not until I get that pressure, Yeah. I feel that pressure that I can really operate, and it gets better over time. Are there hiccups? Yes. <laughs> but uh, you keep pushing past them. So I guess when I get thrown into a situation that's just overwhelming, that I don't know enough about to be dangerous. Yeah. And then I'm able to perform in that. Wow. That's really, I guess that's my answer to that question. Yeah, but that pressure is a good thing, though. It is. You don't want it at the beginning, but you're glad for it.
2: Yeah. In the end, when you have that new skill where you can work that board. Exactly. Or you you could do something. Work the
3: board and iPad and cell phones and microphones and all this stuff at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Which is pretty awesome.
2: Yeah. I mean, being honest. I mean, that's why we call him the Willy Wonka, because... He can make magic happen in the studio, but that didn't come overnight. That
3: no came through a lot
2: of pressure. Yeah, and uh, pressure is a good thing for me. Uh, feeling inadequate, I, you know, uh, you've been in youth ministry too before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have. <laughs> and uh, but you had these giftings, but coming into youth ministry, I don't know. I Sarah and I started 13 years ago. This week we started youth ministry full time. Yeah, and uh Whenever we got interviewed, the pastor would always ask, Well, does your wife play piano and do you sing? And I, you know, so me, every time I've interviewed anywhere, you know, four churches, every one of them's asked me that question. And I've never been able to sing or play the piano. <laughs> well, you
3: can sing, it's just. People might not want to hear you. Right, sing, right. But you can carry a tune. I've heard you sing. Right, before.
2: right. But but you understand what I'm saying. Oh, that's, yeah, yeah. that's not my gift. They thing want you my... to
3: wear as many hats as possible. Right. Yeah. And so
2: I and, and so I, I would sit there. And I think that was kind of an old school way of thinking. It's oh, gotten yeah. less and less over time. But hopefully, uh, yeah. <laughs> but that made me feel, you know, at the beginning, a little inadequate because I can't lead worship. Right. You know, yeah. I can't and uh the, the sink or swim thing mm-hmm. you're talking about sarah and i started at 21 and uh when you start something anything right Stephen in your yeah. career you don't know what you're doing you don't and uh you really a lot of your learning comes through failure mm-hmm. and uh which gets me to this point uh i want to talk to you about multiplying today and uh, i know we All of us, at some point, sometime, we felt inadequate. We felt less than enough. We felt like things uh, that were incapable of doing things. And, uh, and, And I think if everybody's honest listening right now, if you're being really honest with yourself, you look at yourself in the mirror, and there's at least one thing that looks back at you, maybe emotionally or spiritually, not like physically, or maybe even physically, that says you're not good enough. And I I love this story. It's one of my son's favorites, Stephen. I think you've heard heard him do this. But it's the story of the feeding of the five thousand. Right. Mm -hmm. My little three year old, he can actually quote this story. And it's found in Mark 6, 35 through 44. I'm not gonna read it. What I am I'm gonna tell you. If you don't know, this is how the story goes. Jesus, you know, he'd been preaching all day. He had a large crowd around him. They were all hungry. Right? They were starving. And Jesus looks at the disciples and says, feed them. And the disciples look back at Jesus. And this is what they say, Stephen. <laughs> it would take us months of all of us working just to feed them this one meal. And Jesus then asks this question, but what do you have? What do you have? And they go and they find this little boy. And this little boy, he has he has two butter rolls you know he has five butter rolls from red lobster and he's got two two Captain D's fish, right? I mean not exactly, but I'm just I'm just Seth versioning it. And what does God do? He feeds those five thousand people with what they have. He feeds everybody. And at the end of the thing there's twelve baskets left. With the leftovers. So how do we multiply? How do we? What do we learn from this lesson? Number one, I want to say this. If we want to see God move supernaturally in our lives, you'll have to dare to take the leap. Like Stephen said, it was the pressure of having to take the leap and have the board in front of you and looking, I, I mean, frankly, dumb. Right, Stephen?
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah.
2: That motivated you. Of course. You didn't want to look dumb. Nope. And so what happened? That pressure motivated you to make that happen. Yeah. And same thing with us. So what are, uh, we talked about it, what are some scary things that took real courage
3: for you to do, but, <laughs> you, but you did, and you're glad you did them. Uh, well, let's go back to my childhood, okay? Yeah. Jumping in the deep end of the pool. Come on. trying to swim. I thought I, for sure I'd drown. That was a terrifying moment. It I was. remember my parents <laughs> my dad throw me in one time. Yeah. Uh uh-huh. yeah. but you learn real quick. It's a sink or swim kind of thing, you know? Literally. So I'm glad Literally. I'm glad I was put in that situation so that I could learn something even though I didn't know that I could learn that. Yeah. I was forced to learn it and I'm better for it now.
2: Right. And it's a good thing. Yeah. It's a, again, it's that pressure thing. Nobody really wants pressure, but pressure really grows us. It really motivates us and moves us. Uh and then the second thing I want to say, it's not about what you have It's about what you will give. And I'm sitting here thinking about this little boy, right? Yeah. He very well could have looked at these disciples and Jesus and said, No, Mom made this for me. I'm going to eat it. Right? Yeah. I don't have to give you this. Right. But he was because he was willing to give what he had, God was able to use it. And so, Stephen, what would you say God has gifted you with? And what are you actually pretty good at?
3: Oh, okay. So, um... I'm pretty good on technology. Amen. I mean, really, when it comes to television or to, to uh, audio, uh, website stuff, um, that's my wheelhouse. I've enjoyed doing that ever since I was a kid. And We had those big bulky televisions with coax those. cable that stuck in the back. I used to, I used to have to take the ends off the coax cable and, and put them back together and, and make sure we we're getting a good good reception from the antenna. And then whenever anybody needed something, they knew I knew a little something about it, so they'd ask me, "Hey, can you figure this out?" and then I do it, and people still ask me to this day. That's and I've right. got people in my workplace. They're like, "Stephen, I don't understand how, how this happens. Can you take a look at this?" I'm <laughs> like, yeah, sure. And most of the time, I can fix the problem.
2: When Stephen came in clutch throughout this COVID thing, oh yeah, you know, at our ch- church because mm-hmm. <laughs> everything he knew came prom time, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, we survived because of his giftings and abilities. Uh, and, and and for me, you know. I told you I can't. I, I I'm not really that great of a singer, yeah. and I, I don't play the piano. But I I believe God's gifted me to speak, and I enjoy communicating. Uh and, and that's something I feel like I'm pretty good at most of the time. I enjoy mentoring teenagers. I've been doing it a long time. Yeah. Uh, and that's what I'm good at. I know what I'm not good at, but I do know some of the things that I'm good at, and and that helps. And, and my whole point is this: What do we have? You have technology. I have an ability to speak in front of people, and and if we use those, God uses that. If we, but we have to offer it to Him. Are we willing to give it to Him? And then the last, God will take you from not enough to more than enough. Are you incapable of doing things? Absolutely, there's things you can't do. There's there's things that unless God shows up, you can't get through. But God, he takes our inadequacies and he does something amazing with it. And I love in this story, when everything was said and done, there were 12 baskets left over. What did God do? He took the little boy, what he had, and then he multiplied. He didn't just add to it, Stephen. He fed everybody and there was food left over. Right. So he multiplied things, which I think is pretty cool. That God didn't just like leave it at, okay, well, I fed everybody. No, there was so much food. Everybody got to have seconds, thirds, fourths, whatever they wanted. And they were filled. See, God will always take what you have and he'll then let you live in the excess. God is a God of excess. He's not a God of just addition. He's not a God of just subtraction. God is the God of multiplication. And God deeply desires to work in you. So if you're there and you're thinking, I don't have much to give. I don't have many gifts. You do. And God just wants you to give what you have, and He'll multiply. It. That's that's our less. Uh, what we're going to talk about today: multiplying. God wants to multiply your life.
3: All right, so tell you what, I think we need to tell some people about um, some other food that could be multiplied. Yes, from charburger. Charburger yep. is uh-huh. glorious. Tell you what, we did uh, <laughs> just a couple weekends ago. Um, so, Cassie's parents, my wife's parents, she they got got a boat. And they invited us out. And so we went, we grabbed food at Charburger, took it out on the boat, got out of ways on the lake, stopped, had a little picnic out there. It was amazing. I bet. Wonderful Wildcat burgers. Uh, I got the onion rings because I know they're life-changing. They're so good. So, yeah, and they're right here in Guntersville. It's 256-505-4720. And, uh, yeah, you can find out more about them. Hey,
2: tell them that you, the Varsity Radio Show told you
3: about them. Hey, B&B Video Games... Steven, it's such a cool place. Oh, it is. Yeah, 80 the- style arcade. Uh, you can't go wrong with that. It's a lot of fun, and it's not like you have to carry on a pocket full of quarters. Uh, you pay once, and you play all day.
2: Yeah, it's not old school. I, I don't know if you remember those times when we did have to carry a pocket oh, yeah, full of quarters.
3: I do. I do. <laughs> and so... I had to tighten the belt down because yeah. your pants would start falling off. Well, you s- so you heavy. S-
2: you say that we just went on vacation, and we were in an arcade with my son. Yeah? And, and we just had, like, four co- Like, we got four tokens, right? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you're talking, like, how much that weighed you
3: down. Oh, yeah. Right?
2: Yeah. And you get to pay once and play all day, which yeah. is an awesome deal. It's cool stuff. And then Boaz Non Cinema, I I can remember all the way growing up going to Boas Non. It has a unique, unique kind of theaters. They're, like, semicircles. They're super cool.
3: Uh, and they are now open again. Yes. And so you should
2: check them out.
3: Not a bad seat in the house at Boaz 9. It's good stuff.
2: It's time for the Varsity Freestyle. And that sound lets you know that you can win two tickets to the Boaz 9 Cinema. Yes, it's open again. Yes, you can go for the weekend or the weekday and watch any movie you want unless it's been sold out. But I am so excited that it's opened again. What I'm going to do is I'm going to ask a question. And if you call, you can win two tickets to Boaz Non-Cinema. Now, we have a disclaimer. Steven, you want to give it to him?
3: Yes, the disclaimer is this. If you have won a prize from the Varsity Radio Show in the past month, uh, you can't win again for another month so it's just a way that we can share the love with everybody we're sharing the love
2: yeah sharing the love mm-hmm. hey so my first question is this all i need you to do is call in when i ask it and i will give you two more questions uh we want you to win i'll just put that in there so question one and steven i think you'll know this one what is the name of the actor who played jack in titanic he mm-hmm. was the main character what is the name of the actor who played Jack in Titanic? All right, who do we have on the line? Holly. Holly, how are you
3: doing?
0: Good, how are you? So good, can thank I, you.
3: Can I be honest real quick? Yes. I just saw your voicemail, pop, not, the, the color ID come up. I thought it said Holly Moses. I thought Moses. it said Holly <laughs> Moses too, but it's Holly Moses? Is that really your name? Yes. Yes, that's my name that is awesome I thought it said holy Moses you made my <laughs> day <laughs> that was awesome
2: that's great <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one who thought that
3: yeah yeah. I bet she's a buff on movie history and she probably knows who Jack was
2: <laughs> alright Holly what is the name of the actor who played Jack in Titanic uh,
0: Leonardo DiCaprio that's my girl
2: Leo. way to go oh, alright yeah. now here's the next one you were correct in which ocean is the Bermuda Triangle located? Dun, dun, dun. In which ocean in. The Ber- is the Bermuda Triangle located in?
0: Um, it is in the Caribbean. But that would be more the Atlantic area. You
2: are correct.
3: Wow. The Atlantic She didn't, Atlantic have, she didn't have time to Google that either. She knew that. She knew that. Wow.
2: That is impressive. That's good. That you knew that. Now, Holly... Holly Moses. I love her name, by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think you're great. awesome. I think you're awesome just for your name. Thank you. Steve Harvey is a, a game host, game show host. What is the name of the show he's the host of? Um,
4: Family Feud. <laughs>
2: yes! And you have won two tickets to the Boaz Non Cinema. We love your name. We are so glad that you called. Stay on the line, and we're going to get your information.
3: Okay, hey, thank you so
2: much. Thank you. Yeah, that sound lets you know that the show is almost over. Mm-hmm. That means you are now officially allowed to cry. I'm sorry. <laughs> And we'll tell you where to find us when we're not here in the studio because due to popular demand, we don't live here, Stephen. Yep.
3: As cool as this studio is. But we make ourselves available everywhere. You can find a podcast. Oh, yeah. Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, all kinds of places. You can
2: find us on Instagram at varsity underscore radio underscore show. If you like the Twitterverse, we're there
3: too, at varsityradio885.
2: And then Facebook at varsityradioshow.
3: You can watch the behind the scenes of the show. Yeah, a big thank you to everybody who joined us over on Facebook Live today. We had had a blast. fun. Yeah. Had fun. We had a, up to
2: 20 of you at some point. It was really <laughs> fun. We are so glad you're here. Hey, we want to give a special thank you to Jonathan Fontaine, the running back linebacker from the Douglas Eagles, and a thank you to his coach for making him available. Yeah. Uh, we're really excited about what y'all are doing over there at the Douglas Eagles. Also, we want to tell you about bnB Video Games, one of the coolest places in Marshall County. It's B and B video games eighty style arcade where you can literally play games from Stranger Things that were literally in the video in, in the TV show. hmm Uh and so that's really cool though. If you didn't know that, that's what it is. It's right beside Pizza Hut and they're open from twelve to eight Sunday through Thursday and twelve to nine Friday and Saturday in Boaz non Cinema. Steven, I've watched lots of good movies there. Oh yeah. In a really cool studio. Yeah uh and they're now open again so you that place is now available to watch movies again thank frank, the lord and
3: frank karachi who runs that place he's he's an amazing guy a big thank you to him for partnering with us to keep giving these boaz nine cinema tickets away it's just a big heart there he's a really cool guy
2: yeah yeah now all of our business people are amazing. of course and uh saying that tasty they are so good they are staple of the gunnersville community they are the home of the Char grilled wildcat burger chicken fingers grilled and fried they're both amazing philly cheese steaks and jumbo crispy onion rings the best i've ever had in my life they're open monday through saturday 5:30 in the morning till 7 at night and there you go. that is all we have to share with that's you that's a wrap that's, that's it. a wrap and we will be back next week at the same varsity time, same varsity place, 230 to 430, 88.5 JFM. See you next week.